Barbecue Rice Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Man, that music was good this morning, wasn't it? That's definitely the soundtrack for the past weekend. The NFL is back. Good Monday Night Football game last night. The uh, Raider Stadium is being used for the first time. Uh, fans are in the Raider Stadium, which is a big deal. I, I've seen that stadium. We drove out there, not this past summer, but the summer before, and it was still being built. It is just unbelievable looking. It looks like a, it's a giant, large spaceship right one block from the strip. Like, literally, one block over is this the stadium. So, I mean, you can easily walk from any casino to the stadium. Just unbelievable. Uh, beautiful. You know, from the outside, of course, I can get to the inside. But it looked good last night. Yeah, that's that's kind of the future of, of stadiums. The The Sunday night game consisted of the uh, SoFi Stadium, which, yeah. I, uh, you know, I figured out was around $5 billion, which is tremendous. Of course, that's land costs and stuff like that. But just, you know, Wilson asked me over the weekend about Vaughn Hemingway. There are some plans coming up for Ole Miss. Derek, you may already know this. So, at some point pretty soon, one of the seasons, the west side of Vaughn Hemingway Stadium will be destroyed, will be, uh, you know, taken out. So, Ole Miss will play an entire season with just the north, east, and south sides. Right. Um, will be the little Pac-Man for a season. They'll reopen the western side at some point in the next, you know, decade, maybe even when our, our sons are there or something like that. I don't know. Well, they have to. I mean, it's, it was just so poorly done. I mean, yeah, you had the old side, then you came to the east side, and you had that kind of gnarly-looking overhang it's to have on the east side. Yeah. And then they come in and build the you know the most beautiful part of the stadium is the south end zone sure. that nobody sees because right. you can't see it unless you're parking at the Manning Center or something. You can't see how you know good it looks. So they're finally going to do that to the to the west side, and I'll eventually see it you know kind of work its way around. Yeah, and they'll do that. But anyway, so he was like, hey, well, you know, what if we built? I mean, the future of stadiums. If you build a stadium, you'd probably build about a fifty thousand seat stadium with all the awesome amenities yeah. and stuff like that and i was like you know it probably costs about a half million dollars well i probably would have to half a billion yeah you're right half a billion i said 500 million to build a new stadium of course i tell him like where where's it going to go and there's nowhere it's going to go there's no land close to the grove and stuff like that within walking distance so it is what it is but uh old fans that's what's coming over the next five years is the western side will be destroyed and they i think somebody tried to destroy it with a fire <laughs> somebody <laughs> cooking hot dogs or something like that but uh anyway so that that's coming but man just a great weekend of we played soccer college football which you went to which you'll talk about in a minute uh, pro football man we are definitely back in the fall days uh you know here in the south which is just awesome and a great uh, great time on friday night which uh again i will eat crow for the second straight oh, week no, i went zero and three on the crow piece. we're eating blackbirds <laughs> we're eating pigeons and, and whatever the dirtiest bird dirty you birds. possibly think of that's that's what hey, we're no, eating. no 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 don't ever say dirty birds on the show uh dirty ever birds, no, who that baby who that who that well, Derek, with the uh, better temperatures, better uh, weather to get out and drive around, uh, maybe a place that your family may be in, interested in moving to, Olive Branch, South Haven, Under the Water Tower here in Hernando. If you're wanting to make a move to buy or sell residential real estate in DeSoto County, you need to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Burt's Realty Group. With over 65 years of combined real estate experience, this team possesses over 25,000 closings since 2009. That's 25,000 closing since 2009. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. Now is a great time to list your house. If you're wanting to sell your house, do not do it by yourself. Reach out to a realtor. Let them help you list your home. It's been proven. 
to add value, they're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Again, free, no obligation market analysis. Brian and Terry simply need your address. With your address, they can give you the value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on in your zip code. They can tell you all about the best ways to buy or sell a home in DeSoto County. You can give them a call at 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD. And again, they're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Reach out to the best real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Learn more at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Derek, I heard many wonderful things about the uh, Shotguns and Sunflowers event that was held last Friday, but probably the most compliments came about Malcolm Reed and his hard work on the mill there at the uh, the event. If you do not know who Malcolm Reed is, Malcolm is uh, really, Derek, a local celebrity, well over a million YouTube subscribers that watch his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos. And we are honored that he is our 2021 studio sponsor, How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can learn more on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Give them a call at 662-912-9947. Visit their website, howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do is to stop in the How to Barbecue Right shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive right here under the water tower. It is our Tuesday show, and Derek, that always means we start with the word from the weekend. What is your word from the weekend? Man, I think my word of the weekend is actually two words, if I'm allowed to do that. It is summer ending. Uh, summer ending. Summer okay. ending. It's not quite ready to call it fall um, because I'm sure I'll use fall or autumn or something like that uh, as a future word of the week. But right now, it's the summer ending. Uh, we saw, as you mentioned, the start of football, which was fantastic. Uh, on the NFL side, uh, this is the second weekend of college football. And just high school football is in full swing now. All the teams at least have three games under the belt. And just a, a wonderful time of year. But now, you know, we had Sunday school yesterday. The uh, Everybody's talking about their, you know, sons and daughters getting into fall soccer fall baseball, fall softball. And so it's just, you know, hearing all that ramp up and the excitement around town and, you know, we've got the concerts on the square, just everything. It's not quite fall yet. Fall didn't start till I think, next Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, but it, you know, we, this is the end of summer, the I guess the uh, official end of summer, not just Labor Day, but the official end of summer coming up in the next week or so. And it's just good to see everything ramping up like a normal fall should look, should, should be. And so just really looking forward to, you know, and, and, you know, again, enjoying that and that, that will be coming. There's a slight break in the weather, not quite there yet, but I just love seeing the end of summer activities, everybody being in the full swing of what they normally do. You're starting to see decorations go out. Uh, Boy, for- uh, yeah, I was going to mention that. We already have two, <laughs> two uh, in both, both, yeah, in our neighborhood, both sides, there are, um, they're, they're getting a little jump on the well, uh, Halloween decorations. Yeah, look, I, normally I would say, okay, yeah, it's really too early and I'm sure they hear that it's too early, but 
with COVID the last 18 months, man, if it makes you happy, throw it out there. I mean, if somebody's smiling, seeing those decorations, I'm fully embraced. I love Halloween and love all the holidays coming up. So we're not quite there yet again. I'll, we will save that, that word of the week for another week. September 14th and, and Halloween decorations are already everywhere. They almost made it mid-September. I, they couldn't stand it. They could <laughs> they not stand it. They had to get started. But anyway, so that's my, my word is the uh, uh, summer ending. Uh, it's, it's always sad to see. You know, you think as a kid, they're back in school and probably already wishing it was summer again. Sure. But as parents and just seeing the community come together and, and starting to ramp up for the fall is just a, a wonderful sight. That's a great word from the weekend. That's a good summer ending. So two words. Uh, what a good time uh, to be in the South. I mean, like you said, a bit of a break in the weather. Football's in full swing. Uh, again, we'll talk more about that here shortly. North Point's already played four football games. Friday night was just awesome. And Hernando, the, the uh, line was still long. The crowd was large again at the Hernando High School football game. Uh, did not quite go as uh, the, the way that the Hernando Tigers would like. Uh, but that doesn't mean, um, you know, the summer hasn't ended and, and fall has begun definitely here under the water tower. So a lot of fun, a lot of blessings we have in Hernando just to live here. And, and Friday nights are one of them for sure, definitely. Derek, my word from the weekend is going to be simple, uh, fairly easy to think about this one. It's just going to be America. And um, America, you know, this. America. <laughs> I'm going to put the A on the front of it. Just, um, you know, to watch the celebrations, uh, to watch. Uh, I, when I woke up on Saturday morning, uh, they had already begun the coverage there of uh, the, you know, the, the events there at the Ground Zero to uh, listen to the names being uh, read, uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which we talked about on our Friday show, uh, mentioned that. It's just, uh, again, surreal that it's been 20 years uh, since that tragic day. But uh, to listen to um, all the names being being read and some of the different stories, maybe even stories that we haven't heard. Uh, Fox News did a really good job. It said like that one of the things, the shows that they had was the lost calls of 9-11. And it was a lot of um, phone calls from dispatchers and uh, family members and voicemails left on machines. And I mean, it was just, you know, it was very touching, very, mm -hmm. very difficult to watch, but uh, really something that I, I watched and paid attention to. And then to watch all the things that happened at the college football games, at the high school football game on Friday night, they had three of the players come out and, uh, and, you know, had their flags and did the national anthem um, with them standing at, at midfield. Again, America, I, I will continue to say it. The 20th anniversary of 9-11 should not be the, the only reason, only time that we're doing uh, these things and talking about these things. But America will be my word from the weekend because I am extremely proud to be an American. I'm very grateful that I was born American. I mean, mm -hmm. that's when it's all said and done. We're lucky to be born in this country. And if you can hear my voice, certainly if the kids in your car, let them hear that. Don't ever, ever feel bad about being born here in the United States of America. So America is going to be my word from the weekend. And I hope we can keep the uh, momentum that is um, – Awesome football crowds, awesome stuff, kids getting back to school, and it was awesome to see all the things from the Grove, uh, see things from tailgating and all that stuff. I, I really do feel like America is back, um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to tell us different, but I'm going to stay positive and move forward and say my word from the weekend is America because I feel like America is back, and I'm really excited to be a part of that. I watched a lot of the documentary. The one documentary I believe is on Netflix. You know, hard to watch, uh, but something that you should watch just to remember and uh, all the stories being told. So that was uh, it was good. I kind of watched those over the last week, but I was lucky enough to be able to attend the Ole Miss game on Saturday, and it was very well done. Every time out, there was uh, some type of veteran being honored to start the game during the national anthem at the end. You know, usually you have some type of flyover. These were actual like helicopters. Uh, mm -hmm. You know kind of Black Hawk helicopters that came over the south end zone. It usually goes north to south, south to north. 
The bellies came, I mean, literally skimmed the roof. Uh, they were able to, of course, go low because it's a helicopter and just hovered over the field. Uh, very, very, I mean, it was just awesome to feel the wind and you can just see how massive those things are. Uh, and then at halftime, um, the band did a great job. Uh, they did a whole tribute and they had um, service members from each of the four uh, come out plus the Coast Guard, uh, they came out and they did uh, they did their song. They would play their song sure. uh, as they came out. So that was just you know, something that, you know, I remember in 2001, uh, I was also at the Ole Miss game. I guess I had season tickets that year, of course, in the, the cheaper, you know, <laughs> I guess. Actually, they were better seats than I have now. Anyway, um, that we were there and that game was supposed to be Vanderbilt. Uh, the weekend that we were supposed to play was that, and they canceled it. They moved it to the end of the year. And I remember going to the Vanderbilt game, I believe it was like the first Saturday in December because everything had been moved back a week. They did all the tributes and stuff, and it was very similar, if I, if I remember right, not besides the helicopters. And just, I, I can't believe it's been 20 years. Sure. I mean, that's the main thing. It's just thinking back to 20 years. There's nobody on the Ole Miss field that has any memory of that, which is still shocking to yeah, me. of course. Um, and so that was just some of the things I was thinking about, trying to explain to Bo while we were sitting there watching the game. But just a touching tribute. The first Ole Miss game after 9-11, like you said, the weekend got canceled. And so the following weekend they, they played, and, man, at Bruce Springsteen, yep. born in the USA. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the drumbeat and, and stuff. And that's when the Ole Miss had a bad sound system, so I can't imagine oh, what it would be like now. <laughs> the but, one I mean, speaker. Yeah, but it was awesome. I mean, just really – again, I, I love him. America, the fact that some of the people don't um, that may even live close to us. It's just unbelievable. Uh, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Uh, just such a blessing. Uh, enjoy going to church on Sunday, and we talked a little bit about that in church. I had the opportunity to kind of lead us into our last song each Sunday, and uh, you know, September 12th was such a big part that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, after September 11th, the Sunday after September 11th, it was standing room only. Oh yeah, every it was standing. Was every, every church packed. was packed. It was standing room only for for a couple of weeks, and it was just uh, just amazing. Because what I simply said on Sunday was, you know, we were all looking for answers, and as if we, you know, as as believers, we're there and we're in churches and we're there in our church uh, because we know the answer, and that is the answer, and that's the thing that I was talking about. But look, uh, we typically do this in our ads, but we're going to move something up real quick because we can't talk about veterans and 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 give our thank you to veterans without speaking of a veteran that has been. Very very loyal to us over the last year, Mr. Richard Williams, the owner of Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, no job too small, no job too large, you definitely want to give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Richard, we thank you for your service to the US of A. Richard is the kind of guy that you want helping you, working with you. He's someone you want to know in your life. Give Richard and his team a call again, 662-292-8855. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency 
should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Derek, not a whole lot going on inside the city. Uh, we will break down the Alderman meeting next week, which should be a very interesting Alderman meeting. Derek, a little bit of information to our UTW podcast listeners. We are efforting and working with the city attorney. Mr. Steve Pittman has agreed to come on, sit down with us. We will talk about the noise ordinance. We will talk about what goes on for a city attorney, what they're allowed to do, uh, how that works when it comes to a city attorney aspect. So that's something we're working on for our next Tuesday show, which, of course, next Tuesday we will be discussing a ton previewing the Alderman meeting for that night. So it should be a really good meeting. Look forward to interviewing Steve. Talk to him about all those different things. Talk to him about being the new city attorney of the city of Fernando. So we appreciate him coming on and look forward to that for sure. But again, not a whole lot going on citywide. So we're going to move on countywide, Derek. The Board of Supervisors did meet last week. We mentioned something about possibly talking to you about it last week, but our show on Friday got a little bit long. So we're going to bring that news to you right now, Derek. The Board of Supervisors had some things come out of their meeting last week. All right. So today, of course, is September 14th. Tomorrow, all budgets are due. County and uh, city municipalities have to turn in their budgets. Uh, it's, it's by law required to have it by September 15th of every year. To the state. To the state. And so everybody will be turning theirs in by tomorrow if they haven't done so already. Of course, Hernando approved theirs last week, as did the supervisors. So the county met on September 7th, and they set their millage for the 2021-2022 fiscal year uh, and also went ahead and passed their budget. The budget was set for $325.8 million, which included no tax increases, Matt, for the 18th year in a row. Wow. They left the millage rate at 41.02 uh, for the 18th year in a row. The one mil equals now uh, $1,896,000 for the county. That is up from one million two hundred sixty-eight thousand ten years ago, so they still are increasing their mills by about six hundred thousand per mill, uh, based on the value and everything that uh, of the property in the county. Uh, but again, they have not actually raised the millage itself in eighteen years. Wow, that's really impressive. Eighteen years, no increase in property taxes from a county standpoint. Um, and, and real quick, Derek, I mean, help me out with that. That's just because with the number of people moving to town, moving moving into the county, they're able to keep the property tax l- where it is. And what new homes, new, new homes, new, new commercial buildings, new, okay, um, okay. maybe some industrial uh, buildings that are, in, that are located in the county itself. So again, and everybody you know, understand when you live inside of a city, you pay county and city taxes along with school taxes that we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, if you live in the county, you don't pay the city tax. You pay a county tax and a school tax. Right. So this, so everybody pays county taxes. But again, so anywhere um, you know in the city. Or like we live in Hernando. Hernando gets a uh, a building. That's a, there's a county tax and a city tax that goes along with that, Matt. So everybody, every time something moves into the county, then the the county benefits from that, and so they're all paying taxes. So yeah, well, of course we've had tremendous growth in Olive Branch and South Haven. Hernando, you know, picked up the AWG building. All these things sure. coming online uh, will help the county, and they can look kind of forecast, okay, we're going to be getting X number of meals uh, for each piece of property, and they don't have to raise taxes. So, again, the, the value of the meal has gone up, plus the, the number of businesses, obviously, we know in the last 10 years has just, you know, exploded. Sure. And so all of that attributes to the fact they're able to leave the tax uh, where it has been or the millage where it has been for, for 18 years. And that's because the Soda County is awesome. Again, we do have a great county, and we, are, we should be blessed. 
and not always get upset at growth that happens inside the county. The school board millage was also passed. Now, it was not done at the supervisor's meeting. This was done at the school board meeting uh, during the same week. Uh, that board millage is set at 52.85. That was approved by the school board on, during the same week, and that makes up a county portion of the property taxes also. So you have a separate school tax. We discussed this when uh, Jim Flanagan was talking about, hey, even when somebody comes to uh, Hernando, even if they ask to have their taxes you know, deferred for a few years, they're still paying library tax. They're still paying school tax. So again, this is, this is a very important tax that basically nobody in the county really can get exempt from. Uh, they, they can avoid, yes. Right, they can avoid it. So the school board millage also remained flat and was not raised. So if you live in the city of Hernando, the city kept their taxes flat, the county and the school board did. So you, other than maybe the property value of your home going up slightly, that may cause a slight increase there was no taxes raised on any portion uh, of your, their property tax uh, for the next year so I guess that's good news for everybody listening part of the budget for the uh, supervisors includes 66 million in new road projects and 216 million in expenditures for projects that are fully funded now for Hernando what does that mean the road projects that are included in this budget for the supervisors that that are in within the city or right outside of the city of Hernando Holly Springs Road will continue to be improved which we know that's ongoing Commerce Street to Jaybird Road, basically taking that road from Walmart up the hill all the way to Jaybird. So it's cutting through that. So it's going to connect. So you'll be able to go from another the square. Another connection, yeah. Uh, yeah, another east-west connection. So that'll be that's included in this budget this year. And then the final one is Mackinville to Bahelia Road in Hernando, which, of course, we know is being finished up behind Hernando Hills Elementary. And then, of course, the improvement of the road, the, the what's now a private road for those residents right there once that's completed. So all of those would be what the county is helping with uh, for Hernando. The Mackinville exit off 269, when that actually goes straight into Mackinville the right way and the correct way, that's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's a game changer. Yeah, we took it the other day, and, and it, you still have the road closures and stuff like that, but when it's wide open, it's going to flow right into Mackinville. It's going to be really, really nice. I know a lot of commercial property possibly happening out there behind Hernando Hills Elementary. Uh, Madison Lakes is still an option. I mean, those type things. Uh, massive growth over there in that area over the next 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, you know, you and I have talked about it numerous times here. That's going to be the northern entrance of Hernando for years and years to come. Uh, some pretty neat things uh, possibly um, DeSoto County Schools related uh, from that exit coming up in the next 10 years. So it's going to be pretty pretty neat stuff going to be happening. So look, a lot of awesome things going on there. The Mackinville exit, um, the county seems to be just rocking and rolling. Great job by the Board of Supervisors. We continue to appreciate Michael Lee, Mark Gardner, those people that we all know and stuff like that. So just a really great job and we definitely, definitely appreciate them. Well, Derek, speaking of being an asset to the community, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. 
Visit their office today to see the DFDC difference. You can call them at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast, and they should be yours. Thank you again to DeSoto Family Dental Care. Since 2001, Grand King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. On our Tuesday show, smack dab in the middle, we typically talk about the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to us every week by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. The DeSoto County Museum is located just across from Bancorp South on Commerce Street. They are open from 9 to 5. That's 9 to 5 every Tuesday through Saturday. And guess what, Derek? The admission is free. It's free. Completely best, best price ever. Best price ever. Completely free. Free whether you've got two people with you, ten people with you. The DeSoto County Museum is free. So get over there and let Rob Long and the staff show you around the museum. Learn more about this wonderful county that Derek and I continue to praise. Please, please, please visit the DeSoto County Museum. Derek, the fact of the week this week is something really, really important right here under the water tower from our past. What you got? All right. So this is, uh, we had several people ask, or I've had some people ask me about what's the history of the cool looking yellow building right there at the corner of Valley and 51 that is now a nursery. Um, and so we kind of asked Rob and Rob researched it for me. That is a former service station owned by Fletcher Manning and sold to Lester Darby on April 14th of 1947. That was the same year that the dip or the velvet cream was built catty-cornered across the street. This property, this gas station, uh, sold for Manning to Darby in that year of 1947 for the amount, Matt, of $1,081.77. The real estate around that has grown up quite a bit. <laughs> it's, just, it's just slightly um, you know, more dollars a foot uh, than it was then. But again, so this was a, a, a great service station right off the square, right on the corner of 51 and Valley, which you have to remember, you know, this was at the time when Hernando was the, you know, one of the havens for getting married. Uh, this was the late 40s, all during the 50s, early 60s. I mean, Hernando was a spot you come and get that, that you get hitched pretty quickly and get, and get back out of town and people were coming down from Memphis all the time and doing it. You just had to know they were taking that, you know, trip down 51. This was before 55 was built and would, you know, I'm sure this gas station played say plenty brizzy with Absolutely. those people coming down, you know, maybe having to get a quick beer before they said I do and then leave town or something like that. <laughs> several uh, beers before you said I do. <laughs> several beers. April 14th, 1947, uh, that property changed hand and it, yes, it used to be a former service station. Now is a beautiful nursery, uh, Four Seasons 2, uh, T-O-O or T-W-O. You can say it both ways. I buy a lot of my plants from there. Fantastic uh, woman who works there. She's so friendly. Please go by and see her. Tell her that the UTW podcast and said hello. And uh, But uh, that's uh, kind of the history of that building. And up until recently, Derek has not had to worry about a noise ordinance. <laughs> uh, no, she has not. <laughs> 
Now she does, for sure, definitely. Thank you, Rob Long, for a great uh, fact of the week. I mean, that right there in the center of town, that's definitely a hub, a beautiful nursery. Uh, what a neat uh, spot, Derek. Right there next to the old DeSoto Times or Goodwood Building, uh, right across from the old Kubota Building right there in Hernando. Uh, just a great spot, uh, so centrally located. Thanks, Rob, for another wonderful fact of the week, and we really appreciate you continuing to provide us with those and helping us learn more and more each and every week about different things that have happened under the water tower. Well, speaking of things that are happening under the water tower, the Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information, you can contact Gia Matheny at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmer's Market takes place every Saturday from May 1st through October on the historic Hernando Square. It's open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sometimes they have local artists that play live music. They're always accepting applications for new farmers and vendors. With over 70 vendors in 2020, they did almost $400,000 in sales. That's just open on Saturdays. Everything from Kendall Cattle Beef, Rose's Bark Bakery, Jones Orchard, Brown Dairy Farms, Honey Bee Natural, Mama's Kitchen Cakes and Bakes are just some of the vendors you'll see at the Hernando Farmer's Market from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday on the historic Hernando Square. Thank you to Jim Matheny and the Hernando Farmer's Market for continuing to be an advertiser on the UTW Podcast. North Point will hold the David Manley Golf Tournament on Thursday, September 23rd at Wedgwood. Shotgun start begins at 1 p.m. You may register as an individual or as a team of four. The tournament includes lunch and dinner, fantastic door prizes, and the opportunity to support a great cause. This golf tournament raises money for the David H. Manley Fund. The David H. Manley Fund supports the David H. Manley Scholarship awarded annually to a graduating senior in the amount of $7,500. Annual missions projects and the David H. Manley Charitable Tuition Grant Fund, which provides tuition grants to single-parent families attending North Point. Go to ncstrojans.com to register today. Again, ncstrojans.com. Derek, what's the name of the, uh, the golf tournament again? It is the David H. Manley Golf Tournament. It will be uh, next Thursday, September 23rd. Real quick, named after David H. Manley. Tell me a two-second synopsis David of that. Manley was the superintendent or the president of North Point for many years. Uh, just a wonderful man. I mean, ran that school. Uh, everybody respected him, loved him. Uh, his you know, son, Nick, is now the city attorney uh, in South Haven and just a, did a great job and, and meant a lot to the school, but uh, just could not have been a nicer man. And one of the reasons uh, meeting him was what you know what kind of turned us to sending our children to North Point. Uh, and so he, he passed away um, a couple of years ago, which is a very sad day for everybody. Uh, but just this is, was set up immediately in his honor. I think that uh, everybody at North Point just thought very, very highly uh, of Mr. Manley, and of course, around DeSoto County. And so I hope that everybody can come out that day and, and support the calls and the wonderful Scott scholarships and the, and the missions that are left uh, in his honor. Just definitely left a wonderful legacy uh, to North Point for sure. I know North Point was definitely special to him. So please visit ncstrojans.com to learn more about that golf tournament and please consider supporting in some way uh, that wonderful uh, opportunity. Podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business that's open seven days a week. They offer fantastic prices on 13 and 20 yard roll off dumpsters. They are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. 
You can give Joe and his team a call at 901-299-0916 or visit their website, desotodumpsters.com, to learn about pricing. You can book a dumpster, book the pickup of a dumpster. Any information you need about North Mississippi dumpsters, visit their very quality website, desotodumpsters.com. Derek, as you mentioned, uh, summer ending earlier, it is fall under the water tower, and that also means we talk about Friday night football, which, again, I will eat the crow. I chose all three games wrong uh, this past week. Again, we'll talk more about that in just one minute, but catch us up on volleyball since we had our last show. Matt, just a couple of volleyball matches since our last show. Uh, the first, again, we all start North Point, come south. Uh, the North Point uh, Christian played Harding. They did. A, they had a 3-0 sweep. North Point Christian over Harding, 3-0, 25-11, 25-10, 25-12. Uh, Thur- freshman Quinn Thurman. Uh, they, uh, Isis Reed uh, also had a couple good matches. Bright Faith Cherry, the junior, uh, also you know, using her experience to help out the team. So, again, uh, North Point has a very busy week this week. They play Macon Road Baptist, Lausanne, and then travel this weekend for the River City Rumble in Chattanooga uh, next weekend. So, again, or this coming up weekend, 17th and 18th. So, again, they have uh, two matches plus a tournament this week. So, we'll have a lot to report on them uh, starting on Friday. Uh, also playing was Lewisburg. Lewisburg won 3-0 over MHSAA Region 6A sweep of Center Hill. 3-0. Kylie Reichert scored 11 kills and had two blocks. And Ella Grace Holloway made eight kills and had four blocks. So, again, just a great opening round win. And Lewisburg seems to have a really good squad this year. I don't – I think maybe one time we've talked about – that we've talked about, I think they had a couple early losses, maybe a forfeit for COVID. Uh, but they seem to be preparing really well right now. And Hernando has not had a match since we last uh, had a show. But I know they have at least two matches this week. They definitely do. They're going to play tonight, Derek. And then they're also – they're going to play an in-school game on Thursday. Play against Lake Cormorant on Thursday during schools. I'm sure the crowd will be pretty rowdy. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you can pay to go watch the game if you're a student, help fundraise, all that kind of stuff. So it should be pretty neat, uh, definitely, and pretty rowdy. So good luck to all the volleyball girls uh, throughout the week. Keep playing hard. And just again, Derek, we continue to say it, uh, the fact that we can have a season, let's celebrate that and go out win or lose and have a lot of fun. Good luck to you ladies all week long. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention to the pigskin. Um, again, I will continue to eat crow. I picked the Hernando Tigers uh, to win. I picked the North Point Trojans to win. And I picked the Lewisburg Patriots to win uh, in uh, rolling fashion. I think yeah. I said they're going to roll against Kosciuszko. Yeah. Let's start out. North Point Trojans went down to Water Valley, uh, about an hour and 15-minute trip down to Water Valley on Friday night. It was a game that got added late um, due to some COVID issues with uh, both opponents or both of the team's opponents there. So, look, Derek, tell me about the North Point Trojans. It was um, uh, another basketball game broke out. Go ahead. <laughs> it did. The final was North Point 49, Water Valley 76. Yeah, if you score 49 points, you should win. That's, However, yeah, if, if, if that was true, North Point would be 4 0 because <laughs> they're averaging 51 points a game. Averaging 51 points a game, yet they're 1 and 3. Uh, again, North Point 49, Water Valley 76. Matt, just a cool little town. I don't know if you've ever been to Water Valley. Just a great little downtown. Um, just. I mean, but everybody goes to the game. I mean, this is one of those. It's a little three. It's a three A public school. Everybody comes to the game. Great atmosphere, uh, you know, and just a you know the great team. I mean, a big team. Yeah. For a three A school, I mean, they had some big boys, had some good athletes. Uh, the game was back and forth for the first half. Halftime score forty two thirty five, and that's because the Trojans actually had a touchdown called back at the halftime horn. Due to offensive pass interference, right. so said so they North Point led bit. though. North Point led twenty eight twenty one in the first quarter. First quarter you texted me that. Yeah, so back and forth uh, all throughout the first half. Again, two forty two at halftime. It was forty two thirty five. Second half comes out. 
the Blue Devil size and poor tackling along with back-to-back drives that where North Point had an interception and then a fumble changed the game and allowed the Blue Devils to pull away for that final score, 76-49. to The Trojans ran 66 plays to the Blue Devils, 69. The Trojans actually outgained the Blue Devils, 651 to 560, and had 538 yards passing, and the Blue Devils had 447 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. So again, always seems to be the complete opposite. North Point always has hundreds of passing yards, and the other team seems to have hundreds of rushing yards. Sophomore Jack Patterson for the Trojans, 27 of 36 for 538 yards and six touchdowns with one interception. Heck of a night. Uh, Jordan Fisher had 101 yards rushing, and Ethan Peripache had the lone rushing TD. Christian Gillen uh, was Patterson's favorite target. He had 210 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Jackson Thomason had two receiving TDs, and Darius Naylor had the final receiving TD. James Smith did have six solo tackles and nine assists for the Milan defense. The Trojans do not have a game for this weekend. Correct. And I would say – Is there a certain time that they're going to make that decision and say, look, I mean – I can't imagine past tomorrow that they would right, play that sure. game. Um, as of, again, as of this taping, as of Tuesday morning, there have been no decisions uh, made uh, about playing anybody. You know, somebody could get COVID, you know, this afternoon and they could immediately line it up. But right now, uh, they had a couple in mind, but the coaches haven't pulled the trigger. So, I, you know, we'll see if we have something to report on Friday. But right now, there is no scheduled game for North Point this Friday. It really stinks for North Point because they haven't had a home game yet, which nope. uh, you have a gate, you have uh, concessions, you have all that kind of stuff. And at a certain point, the kids just want to be at home and, uh, you know, in front of their hometown well, crowd. If we're not able to find anybody this weekend, then the first home game will be next weekend, which is homecoming. <laughs> so, homecoming wow, will be the go. first two, home game. Two of games the year. a year, homecoming and maybe the playoffs. <laughs> and it's senior pretty, night. Yeah, homecoming oh and senior gosh, night. That's unbelievable. And then there you go. So, we'll, we'll see. So, Keep your fingers crossed. We have something to report on this Friday. Next is going down to get well, taking a left, going east. Kosciuszko, 40, Lewisburg, 12. So this was a game. Again, we didn't know much to expect for the Whippets out when we reported last week that they had not played a game. Couldn't believe it, but it was true. They had not played a game. Matt, they were able to use the tape that they had on Lewisburg, be able to stop the Patriots, which, I mean, that's what you do. You find tape on your opponent. You can game plan to your opponent. The problem was the Whippets had no uh, no game tape for Lewisburg to, to review. Uh, Lewisburg asked for some uh, maybe some, some spring tape, some of the spring game. Uh, they were not provided with that. So they went back and watched tape from last year to kind of game plan for the Whippets to what to do. And uh, they're now running a completely different offense this year. So they're caught completely off guard. That is, uh, that's low-handed. Co- right completely there. off guard, had nothing to scout on, nothing, you know, you can, if, I guess if you're a Patriot fan, you say it's dirty. If you're a Whippet fan, you say it's smart. Depends on what side you're on. Oh, I but, hate it and love it all at the same time. <laughs> but so they did run a different offense. The Patriots are completely unprepared. By the time they were able to kind of adjust their offensive game plan to do something different than what the Whippets were expecting, and by the time they kind of called on what the Whippets were doing, it was a little too late. Uh, again, final was 40 to 12. Gunnar Gilmore did make his first start for the Patriots and threw for 261 yards and two touchdowns. Grayson Crumbly had a great night as the main target for Gilmore. He had 142 yards and one TD receiving. And the Patriots' next game will be against somebody that I'm sure they'll be able to get tape off of. It is a district rival. They'll be playing at Horn Lake for the first district game of the year. Like I mean, I joke around, Derek, but just uh, kind of an underhanded thing to do. The fact that Lewisburg had no film, had no ability to scout Kosciuszko because uh, it was their first game, but then to give you know the, the tape that they could get their hands on was a totally different offense was um, – 
man, that just really stinks. It's and tough. You know, but uh, talking to Zach Sims, you know, Zach that, that runs the OB, OB pod, uh, listen, you know, that coach, like you said, by by the time you figured out what was going on or how to, uh, you know, game plan, it was a bit too late because when Lewisburg would shift into something that they would always run, well, they had two games to, to watch that. Yeah. So Kosciuszko shifted into exactly a way to to stop that. And it's, it's kind of like they, they had the plays before they, they were coming. So it really stinks. But, again, I, I chose that wrong. I, I figured Lewisburg would win that one. But uh, looking forward to Lewisburg and Horn Lake coming up this coming Friday. Well, let's come down under the water tower, our final game to uh, discuss and look at. I was there. Just another wonderful, awesome night. The Hernando fans definitely showed up and showed out. Um, had a great crowd, massive crowd once again for a beautiful Friday night here under the water tower. But it did not go the Hernando Tigers' way. Tell us about it, and I'll give you my uh, thoughts on it. All right, so the final was uh, Grenada 40, Hernando 22. And we talked about the running game of the Chargers. They ran the ball and played defense. The running game of the Chargers, led by Joe Moss, who had three TDs, was too much for the Tigers. We mentioned this on Tuesday, that they had a good run game, but the Tiger defense had a hard time slowing it down. Zach Wilkie had three touchdown passes, one to Joey Davis, and two to Jalen Smith. The second one to Smith was followed up by Kadaris Bullock two-point conversion that brought the game to within 30-22, to and that was the closest the Tiger had been after the game had started 7-0. Correct. The Chargers uh, got a field goal and then followed it up with a pick six in the final minute and minute and a half left to seal the game. Now, Matt, Hernando will travel to Lausanne uh, in Memphis to face the Lynx, who are coming off a 35 to nothing blanking of Bartlett and a perennial playoff team in North Point's division. I think that uh, we'll talk about it Friday, but uh, Lausanne's a pretty good team. No, Lausanne's a good team. So let's, let's go back and talk about Friday real quick. Again, had an opportunity to go to the game Wonderful atmosphere. Great job by the Hernando fans to uh, come out and have another great packed stadium there at Anthony Jenkins Field. Zach Wilkie is the leader for Hernando. Uh, he's a quarterback, committed to Southern Miss, a very, very good high school quarterback. What, the tough part, Derek, is you got to catch passes from him. He's a quarterback that can spin it, a really, really good high school quarterback, but when he hits you in the hands for a first down or hits you in the hands the very first play for what looked to be about a 10, 12, 15-yard screen pass, you got to catch it. Um, there was a fumble. Grenada was up 7 nothing. They got the ball. Uh, Grenada fumbled. First play, Zach hits a, a pass down the left side right in the hands of a kid going in for a touchdown. Dropped. Uh, a lot of drop passes. Um, you know, the fact that it was 30-22, to 22, close right there. Uh, it got to where it was 40-22 to 22 when it was all said and done. But, uh, you know, tough game. Um, keep your heads up, uh, Tigers. Got to go play a tough one against Lausanne. But just a, a great atmosphere, great night. But, again, when Zach – uh, hits you in the hands when I mean, you got to help him no other way around it you got to help him he's got to uh, do it the best he can out there to keep you in the game but um hernando may it may be the kind of season where hernando needs to play almost perfect to uh, to win some games so uh, a lot of fun coach wolf keep the uh keep your head up and and all the boys and uh, we'll be definitely cheering for you i'm gonna take a group up there friday night Derek, down up to lausanne go try, yeah we're gonna try and take a group up there and and and, and go and, and enjoy the game so yeah we'll talk about it more they've got a, a great uh it's a turf field yeah yeah. You know, pretty good. The only stands are on one side. They do have – well, I take that back. There are some small stands on the other side that the visitors go to. But, Matt, they have a, again, perennial great team. Uh, it's a very tough district opponent for North Point. And they have a D1 kicker, no doubt. I mean, he is wow. warms up with 55-yard field goals. 
Uh, so it's uh, very impressive to watch if you're sitting on the side. He's, it was there last year. He's, I think he's a senior this year. Um, but again, it, it should be a great atmosphere. Uh, but it's a it's a very tough place to play. Yeah, we're going to go up there, take a look at it, and then you know, six A Mississippi football team coming to a private school in Memphis. You would think should be a fairly good match, and and we'll go up there and and, and take a look. So Hernando Tigers, keep your head up, Lewisburg. Uh, if you can get film on Horn Lake, that definitely helps. Definitely, I, think that, I, yeah. I feel certain that they'll be able to have yeah, film. Now Horn Lake comes off a big victory over Lake Cormorant. Now we don't, you know, we don't really cover a lot on other parts of the state, you know, parts of the county. But that was the Battle of the Lakes, and they won the Battle of the Lake, Horn oh, okay. Lake over Lake Cormorant. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing that and they, uh, I think Lake Cormorant last year and Horn Lake brought it back to Horn Lake. Very interesting. Well, look, if you enjoy us talking about the high school football, local high school sports, also enjoy us talking about Alderman meetings, facts of the week, talking about the awesome, awesome stuff going on right here in Hernando. Find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you're hearing our voice today, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a five-star review so we can continue to climb the ranks of local podcasts. Speaking of local podcasts, be sure and find the gentleman with OB Pod. Very simple. OB Pod stands for Olive Branch. They do a really nice job covering Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch. If you have interest in the eastern part of DeSoto County, you definitely want to listen to OB Pod that releases a show every Monday morning covering those areas. Well, Derek, hope you have a great week. Look forward to our Friday show where we'll continue to pre- preview the football games. We'll talk more about anything going on in the city of Fernando and countywide. We definitely appreciate you listening to and supporting the UTW podcast. If you are interested in advertising on the UTW podcast, please reach out to under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com, and we'll get you over a packet. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.